0: This is the Yob ConvoCast, one-on-one conversations with your other brother's authors, community members, supporters, and friends. Ho, 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 friends, and welcome back to the Yob ConvoCast, colon, Christmas edition, which I'm so excited to put together. Um, I reached out to this person because previously he had mentioned having an adoration for Christmas, but celebrating it not in December. So that was intriguing to me when we talked about that many months ago. So I brought him back and he has a new name, a new identity, formerly known as Adam. His name is now Dawson. What's up, Dawson?
1: <laughs> the artist formerly known as... Hey, Tom. How, you you had like a long pause before you started the first words of the podcast. So I was really anticipating. And I really like your, your hose. That was fun. I like that. He we're likes my to hose,
0: everybody. Yeah, good to see you too, Dawson. <laughs> we're both wearing red. We didn't plan, we didn't coordinate our wardrobe, but we're both wearing red to celebrate the Georgia. Lord's triumphant entry into this world. So that's great. Oh yeah,
1: that too, that too. But also, you know, the University of Georgia, the greatest.
0: Oh, I forgot, I always forget. Yeah, go dogs. <laughs> No dogs. No dogs. No dogs. So sad that they're not in the running this year for a three peat. They they just missed the cut. So that's that's I mean, I'm not sad, but I imagine many people are sad about that. So
1: I I know you didn't mean that. I know you've been (laughs) heartbroken.
0: Who are you cheering for? Do you have any dogs in any no pun intended. Any dogs in the fight? Um, the four teams that are vying for the national championship this year? Alabama.
1: I um, hope Alabama loses okay and I figured yeah I, I hope Michigan wins I think I'm rooting for Michigan Michigan yes
0: I'll ship Michigan yeah we have a good number of Michigan yobbers and listeners that's one of our top listened states in the country so go Michigan
1: yeah oh, yeah okay
0: <laughs> the yob Combo cast officially endorses the Michigan Wolverines to win the national championship <laughs> <It's> this year <laughs> <laughs> if we can't root for the georgia bulldogs then yeah, sure. yeah
1: yeah yeah yeah, it's, it's not all that sad because it's like we've had such an embarrassment of riches the last few years that it feels a little gluttonous to like <laughs> and, and so this is this is i think good for us as a city and as a team mm.
0: so. it is an opportunity for for athens georgia to once again practice humility and just patience and let someone else have a churn you know <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Well, well, Dawson, you know, this is the Christmas episode and we will be talking about Christmassy things, but I got a little sticky pad here to make sure we stay on track because I feel like you and I could go on lots of, t- we already just went on a college football tangent. <laughs> um, so- I wanted to talk about Survivor real quick because I know we do have a decent number of our listenership who loves Survivor. And there's also a decent number who doesn't care for it. So if you don't care for it, just skip ahead, I don't know, two minutes, five minutes. I don't know how long we're gonna talk about Survivor, but we're gonna talk about Survivor first and then we'll go into our Christmassy festivities and and talking points. Um, So as of this recording, the Survivor 45 finale, and yes, everyone out there listening, yes, they've done 45 seasons. Yes. Yes, it's crazy. Yes, it's a lot. Is it 30 seasons too many probably but no, we're gonna just no, keep going no. <laughs> we, we love survivor yeah yeah so survivor no. 45 just said it but before we get to that i wanted to recap the finale of survivor 44 because i think <laughs> when we talked <laughs> when we talked last it was like somewhere in the middle of the season or something and the yeah. season hadn't resolved yet um and this is i guess it goes without saying spoiler alert so if you don't want to know who won each of these two seasons, maybe don't listen to this episode right now. But Survivor 44, there was, there's a character that season from Puerto Rico named Jam Jam. Jam And he he was, I think, wasn't he the first gay winner in like forever, like 30 seasons, 20 seasons, 30 seasons?
1: 15 that we know of,
0: yeah. Yeah, so I just thought that was worth mentioning because we have gay people in our midst and listening. Um, and I know, looking left and right, where where are they? Um, yeah, we had a gay male winner and he was so fun. He grew on me. He was he was not my my pick to win, he was your pick to win. Was um, my pick to
1: win. Last
0: season. So I know you were especially happy. Um, but there is a kooky. Kookie, but also in her right mind, exactly her right mind character last season, named Carolyn. That was my personal favorite of the season. So I was sad that she did not win. But but Jam Jam as a winner grew on me. I was curious. Yeah, if you had any any bows to tie, Christmas bows to tie on um, Jam Jam's big win last oh. season.
1: He is an awesome winner, and he was so charming and funny. And it's such a testament to how really stacked that season was that. You had such an all-time survivor character in Carolyn, who I was also rooting for. Like, I mean I yeah, yeah. I, but like she she didn't take it home in the end, but you like that didn't cast a pallor over the entire season. Like it was still a satisfying, awesome season. And Jam Jam, you're like, yeah, I wanted Carolyn to win, but Jam Jam is just so lovable and he was so good at the game that you're like, I, I can't even hate the guy for it. Um and so yeah, I that was I I was very happy with Jam Jam's win. I thought he was a really incredible winner. He had an amazing social game, and he just skated by all the targets that were put on him. And I mean, the the real story of 44 was Carolyn and like the Tika three. Carson was also incredible, loved Carson. And just that kooky, crazy alliance of the three of them, of Jam Jam, Carolyn, and Carson – like making their way to the end, dodging bullets, like being really sneaky and just the odd couple of Carolyn and Jam Jam always bickering and fighting and Carson being <laughs> yeah. the glue, trying to hold them together. It was so, yeah. such a funny, joyful, entertaining season. Um, and I didn't think, I, I I was so wary coming into 45 because I was like, 44 was just such a perfect season. Like one of, an all-time favorite of mine And I was like, I mean, there's just no shot that 45 is going to live up to it. But it was amazing. You you think it did? Really? Okay. I I absolutely think it did. I I think, okay, I I think so many things. I think the year 2023 is maybe the best year of Survivor ever, maybe since 2003 when 6 and 7 aired. You know, in a, in, a, in mm, yeah, was was the calendar year, that was a really strong year. Um, I think this is one of the strongest years ever. Um, I loved 45. I feel like 44 was the character season with a lot of humor and fun and joy, and then 45 was like the strategy, ultra competitive, intense, but also so enjoyable season.
0: It grew on me. Yeah, it grew on me at, towards the end. I will admit the first part of the season, I was just not as invested in. Similar for what you were saying was I just thought last season was one of the best seasons they've done in years. Oh, wow. um, And so, so I don't know, like I spent most of the season a little lethargic, a little apathetic. Like I, we have some mutual survivor friends in this community and they asked me, have I seen the last episode? And I was like, I'm actually like three episodes behind because I just gotta keep up with it i was yeah. like falling behind but then as the season continued and the tribes merged um there is a blossoming romance in this season which we haven't seen in a while and i i found it fascinating because you know there's always one cute boy per season that i will latch onto, and so there's this guy named austin this season that i uh, latched onto. and i was just like he's just so cool and he used to have acne as a kid and was kind of dorky uh, looking and i was like i resonate with that character and he's like cool yeah. now and he and his and there they're, I love the dynamic of like he and this this other woman. This woman he and his woman were together in this alliance, but then also they each had a, a male. He had a male that was his number one, and she had a female that was her number one. But like towards the end of the season, they 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 were like there was the tension of keeping secrets from the other person that revolved around their number one allies. And ultimately the woman D like kept a uh. secret that Austin couldn't not keep the secret that so she wound up winning the game at the end. I think, based on the fact that she was a little more level-headed and not as emotional, was sharing secrets about their number one allies who got voted out. But then they stayed true to each other and made it to the end. Um, and so I don't know. I found that a little more gripping, a little more enthralling um, for the rest of the season. So I enjoyed, I enjoyed the end game of this season very much. And um, and there's a couple of breakout characters as well. There's yeah uh, a, a woman named Emily that I've just oh. was riveted by it throughout the whole
1: season <laughs> delightful it was wonderful i loved emily i loved caleb that huge moment around the merge that's right and he was just so charismatic and dazzling I, I was so entertained by drew you know do you remember the episode that had like the boys night out and yes all, the boys are <laughs> hanging and he's like it was very lightable." he was like I, i've never like hung out with the bros and this is so uh not my wheelhouse but he was just giving it all he had and um I I think this season the something for every, everyone I this is like an all-time favorite season for me I I was so impressed with the strategy and just the epic moments and just how many players came to like play hard and like give it their best shot like you had so many just incredible strategic minds. You
0: know, I'm just remembering though that the first couple episodes were very duddy because you had like two people that clearly should not have been there that quit or like near quit. And so that, right. that to me was like made it, it was a rough start for me, but I definitely picked up as I went. And then I loved, I love these people. And it just made me like yearn. It made me yearn. Dawson, do you ever yearn to be on this show? Is that something that ever, I think we talked about this before, haven't we? Yeah. Is this do you think about firing up an application video and sending that in and then coming back to us to, to give us the firsthand account of being on the show?
1: Yeah, I definitely do, especially at the end of a season. You get like the little survivor high and you're just like,
0: oh. Oh, so- I know. I just see that they're all hanging out and I follow them all on social media <laughs> and I see them all hanging out with each other. And it's just like I start to get all the feels about wanting to be in on this this club, this little secret club, you know.
1: Yeah, I, I I definitely get that. I I it always crosses my mind, um, and I always have to like keep that in check. I, I don't know. There's there's so many like pros and cons and thoughts I have.
0: I mean, becoming a big time celebrity. It's I mean, take it from me, Dawson. It's, it's very challenging.
1: Ah, yeah, difficult road, <laughs> I I would imagine like
0: people know you. People know you, but do they really know you? You know. That's... Ah. That's the thing. That's the thing that I've had to navigate. I'm being very sarcastic for the listeners. I have some level of some level of knownness on the internet. I understand that, but not like famous, famous.
1: But yeah, I. But still, still, experience that even if in a microcosm.
0: I was even watching. So yeah, to put a, to put a, a pin in the survivor conversation, like I saw social media because the big question was, you know, this was filmed months ago. And so the big question was, you know, this little romance between Austin and Dee, is that still a thing? Are they together? Did they ever start officially dating? And like they are keeping, like I saw an interview with Dee and she's like, I am not, we're not saying like we're just for now, we're not talking about it. We're not going to. Yeah. Put it out there publicly. And so I just, because I just wonder about stuff like that. Man, everyone wants to know what's going on in your world. And just to have some yeah. level of anonymity again is probably very desirable.
1: So good on them, whatever their status is. Yeah. And just, yeah, I, I appreciate how they, they handle that and their ability to stay pretty mom on it is is refreshing. It's nice.
0: Yeah, it is. I am rooting for them. I am too. Yeah. Who needs Robin Amber when you've got Dean Austin? That's a much better pitch. Much better (laughs) pairing.
1: Two beautiful people, by the way. They're so
0: pretty and fun. Like, they just got a fun energy. Like, I want to hang out with them. Well, Dawson, it's Christmas time. You mentioned in the past that you celebrate Christmas in February, right? Is that right?
1: Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Is that still
0: a thing? Tell us
1: more about that. Yeah, Um, I think I've done it last four or five years. I don't even know how long I've been doing it now. Um, I celebrated in December with everyone else. I started doing it because always, growing up, Christmas was such a an important thing for me, such a special time of the year um, where I felt like I was really able to just um, experience like just the, the magic and wonder of the season and also um, really just like experience God during this time of year. And I just always loved it and craved more of it. And I always found growing up that my Christmases in December would be interrupted or cut short or like not as satisfying as I wanted it to be because it would be you know waylaid by like holiday stress or like family conflict or just not yeah it was just never as long or as much as I wanted it to be and I felt like I could never you know it would always just slip through my fingers and then I'd just be like ah I just want more of this and in uh, season in my going into adulthood, like after college is, you know, doing what a lot of people do and doing a lot more reflecting and like uncovering of a lot of uh, childhood stuff and just like processing my life and, you know, settling into my adult life and looking back and looking ahead. Um, I really just wanted to kind of like honor that younger self. and And I still was feeling that growing older as well, that there's just never enough Christmas for me. And it would always be like taken by other people or other responsibilities or other things. And in just trying to like reclaim more time for myself to enjoy Christmas and to enjoy like a lot of the benefits of this season of like reflection, of spending time with God of spending time with people of just like taking time to uh, rest and to celebrate and delight and be thankful and whatnot. Um, I just started to take a little break in January. I would still celebrate like with my family and everybody and friends in December, and then take a little break and then kind of bring it back in just all through February and just like private and have like a private celebration and extension of Christmas in February, Christmas and filling the month with a lot of like intentional reflection and like doing a lot of little things to try to like, um, celebrate and try to like enjoy myself and like getting little like gifts for myself, even as simple as like in a time where I wouldn't like trying to treat myself, um, and trying to really, um, yeah, just spend time with God. And like, I would pull out the, the Christmas music back out and I still do. Um, and watch a few more christmas movies and maybe wow yeah so february christmas and
0: i've and so that's all month that's all month long it's not just like one day it's not just like a weekend or something right a
1: month yes yeah about three weeks so it's very casual and informal and just like kind of private and it usually culminates in um my birthday at the end of february Um, oh,
0: I see. I see. Yeah. So it's, we're building. We're building to something. That makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. I love the intentionality away from all the craziness of uh, of normal Christmas, with all the family festivities and everything. Like, I get that, and I love. Uh, I love the intentionality. That's a really cool. It's a really cool idea.
1: Thank you. I really appreciate it, and it just really has helped me get it more fully out of my system, and feel like I'm like getting more out of this time of year. It's just like a a fun like little private celebration and tradition that i have and so no matter like if christmas in december ends up being not what i want it to be or like filled with more stress than i would have wanted or conflict than i would have wanted mm. i always have february christmas to look forward to
0: to fall back on not even necessarily fall back on but like lean into yeah (laughs) it's a lean into not a fall back on yeah that's cool yeah because i think we were talking a little bit before recording about like thoughts and feelings on christmas and in general i have been pro i've been very pro christmas um but a lot has changed in the last couple of years and so this christmas you know i don't count 2020 because 2020 was a solitary christmas um where i wasn't really with anybody that year um but every other christmas of my life besides 2020 i have spent in eastern pennsylvania where i grew up had this huge family grandparents grandparents house cousins aunts and uncles and so um i have a i have a christmas story that i need to share it's on my notes it's on my little notepad as the sand is dwindling so i remember to tell a story soon but um but yeah this is the first christmas because my grandparents have now passed away we sold our grandparents house earlier this year um other family members have moved away and so there's I'm never going to say never and say I'll never spend another Christmas in Pennsylvania, but it does seem like by and large that that chapter has passed. Um, So this year I'm going to Georgia, Lord help me. (laughs) No, going to Georgia and I'm actually kind of looking forward to it. It'll be with my parents and then my brother and sister and their families. And so this will be the first time doing Christmas this way. I've never done Christmas this way. And so I don't know what that's going to be like and hopefully it'll be good. I think there's some mourning because I had a lot of awesome Christmas traditions growing up and Um, and so I mourn the loss of those, uh, traditions up in Pennsylvania, but I think, uh, there's always, again, something dies, something passes away, and then there's an opportunity there for something new to come in its place. And so I'm trying to look at the glass of eggnog half open or, you know, half, half full. That's, that's the, that's the Christmas metaphor. So, um, so we'll see, we'll see how Christmas goes this year. You like eggnog? Oh, I love eggnog. Yeah, eggnog I mean, is a frequent sponsor of this, well, not this show, the, the Yobcast, which has our sponsorships, which is on a break right now. But you love eggnog too? Uh, yeah, I love eggnog. Yeah, okay, good. I'm glad um, we're alive. Yeah, I mean, it is kind of disgusting when you just think about what you're drinking, but it's also just, it's nectar. It's very, like, nectarous. It's very uh, delicious. <laughs> nice. Just have a gulp or two. You don't have to have a big, like, carton of it at a time, but just no. a little half a cup, a quarter of a cup. Yeah, Yeah. can't overindulge. Um, so that's my, my Christmas thoughts is like, there's, there's a changing season to it and I'm, I'm the only single one in my family. And so there's, there's always the opportunity when holidays roll around to like, feel like there's a magnifying glass on my, my singleness or my, uh, yeah, just, everything was more simple when we were all kids and everybody was single and there was more equality in the room. So that's, that's, that's the thing that can be a little trippy for, I'm sure many of our listeners listening, maybe the holidays bear with it, some sense of isolation or heaviness or complication. Um, And so I I definitely feel feel that to some
1: degree. Absolutely. Yeah. I'm glad you said that. I think a lot of people share those sentiments and are, you know, fall in different uh, areas of the spectrum of, being really disappointed by Christmas or like Christmas could be like a stressful or triggering time for a lot of people. And so I'm glad you mentioned that. And um, yeah, cause I think it's especially going into adulthood or for some people like Christmas is never, it's always been a disappointment. It's always been like a stressful, dark or sad time for them. And yeah, I definitely think that it can really, uh, a lot of these major holidays can really exacerbate feelings of loneliness and feeling like you have a spotlight put on your singleness. And um, yeah, and just also just time with family can be really complicated for people. Yeah. Anytime I I think or talk about Christmas, I always want to be like sensitive towards people who um, like are having a difficult to have a difficult time over the holidays. Um, But I also feel like given like who we are, like this is a community of believers being in Christ, like we have. And no matter where you are, no matter what you're dealing with, or no matter how stressed or lonely or sad you are, um, or like triggered or traumatized, it's like, at the end of the day, we have everything we need in Christ, like as children, as sons and daughters of God. And at the end of the day, like, uh, I think there's a, there's a verse in, Peter about how like his divine power has granted us like all in because of his power because of him like saving us we have everything we need in him like everything to uh to live like a full godly life and um to live an abundant life like because of him dying for us we have at the end of the day everything we need um in 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 that we have salvation we have eternal life. And we have a God and a father who uh, provides for us and gives us good gifts and um, is above all like with us. What I, what I love about this season most of all is just the opportunity and the space to like, even if it's just like having the one or two days off, like having a little bit of time away from like the grind um, to like reflect and to spend time with loved ones, and to, above all, like, uh, just be able to rest and, like, get away from all the stressors of daily life. And I feel like because of what we have in Christ, like, we, no matter what we're going through in our lives, we can still, and no matter how we feel about this season, I feel like it, it's, no matter how burdened you are, you st- we still have the opportunity to really enjoy and get the most out of Christmas and to have like a redeemed Christmas experience. Um, and so that's my hope that like people don't feel left out of getting the most out of Christmas or out of enjoying Christmas um, because like in Christ, this, this hope is for everyone. Uh, does that
0: make sense? It makes total sense. And it, it helps connect some dots to a story that I was going to share. Cause you were asking about, why I have the words fancy Christmas written on my blackboard behind me, uh-huh. my my background here. Um, and it comes from a Zoom call that we had. So Dawson, you missed out, you really did, but we had a Zoom call for the community last week. Um, mm-hmm. And the theme of the call was fancy Christmas. We've never done this before, but I asked everybody to dress up in your, your very Sunday best and come to a Zoom call dressed up for fancy Christmas, and we and like people decorated their backgrounds, and they wore suits and ties and blazers, and and some of them combed their hair. Yeah, it was just a beautiful, beautiful collection of handsome men on my screen. It was a lovely time of chatting, camaraderie. We shared Christmas stories, um, Christmas tales of long, long ago, and uh, it was really fun. But during those calls, because we did one, we do we do Zoom calls for. Uh, it's the middle of the day for me on the East Coast, but it's more catered toward our people in Europe and some potentially in Africa. And so we do a Zoom call for those people. And then we also do a Zoom call geared more towards the, the America Canadian patronage that we have. And so, so we had two great Zoom calls that day and between one of them, or maybe both of them actually, someone was mentioning how like, like yeah, Unfortunately, Christmas like is there's a connotation with family craziness, and like that's the connotation for a lot of people with Christmas. And it's like, what a great thing though! Like, and I'm I'm learning this in my life. Like, is Christmas about the family traditions? Like, that family traditions are fine and they're they're fun, but like, what is it actually about? The older I get and the further removed I am now from those traditions. And someone put it really well during those Zoom calls was like, Christmas is just this awesome reminder of like of being able to hold on to that truth that God decided to become a man, not just a man, but a baby, like starting from the very beginning of our human experience, because he could have just snapped his fingers and emerged out of the desert as a 30 year old man. He could have done that, but he chose to come through the birth canal and come through babyhood and toddlerhood, adolescence and become a man. And someone put it really well. It's like, it's an opportunity to, to just remember that Jesus relates with me that I can relate with Jesus because he, also lived the human experience just as I did. And so, um, so I don't know, that is, that is something I really took away from that. Just aside from all the fun that we had during those calls, it was just the reality. Like, yeah, Jesus became a man and, and started out from the beginning as a baby. And there's this relatability quotient that we have with God that maybe other religions and other people of faith don't have. And so there's this really vital, um, that component of empathy and understanding that we have with, the God man that we follow. And I think that that is something that I want to cling to more of and understand more of and appreciate more of uh, with every Christmas, regardless of whatever the shifting family dynamics
1: are. I I think that's so huge. Yeah. You think back to those verses about how he sympathizes with us in our weakness and um, yeah, he's able to, he's gone through what we've gone through. Like he was tempted in every way. And yet without sin, like he has experienced everything we have experienced, like he is, experienced it as well and he empathizes with us and he is with us not only that like the holy spirit is like in us and with us um experiencing those things as we are experiencing them and so like no matter if you are like really disappointed and feel like you ca- are caught in like a lot of like patterns of behavior and cycles that you feel like you can't break out of it's like or if you feel like you um are very alone or having a difficult like feeling like you're going to have a hard time navigating family dynamics just know that like god is with you and um he is it's got to work in you both to will and to work risk good pleasure it's like he's going he's there with you accompanying you being with you no matter what you're going through and because of what the victory we already have in him because of him dying for us and granting us like eternal life and um, the ability to experience abundant life on earth. Um, like there is hope no matter how bleak things feel, um, no matter wh- like how disappointed you are in your life right now, like reflecting at the end of the year, if you look back and you know, like this is just another horrible year, it's like there are endless possibilities for what our lives could look like next year, this time next year, not because of our own strength and abilities, but because of what God has already done for us. Um, and the fact that we have that big And yeah, if you are really stressed and disappointed and can't stand all your family traditions, then it's like, make your own, start your own traditions. Stuff like February, Christmas. And also, like, if you don't like holiday music and movies, that's totally fine. That's, you can still, like, just, I I view this time as a chance to, like, enjoy my favorite things. Like, not even necessarily Christmas bound. Like, I'm going to... I'm trying I I there are like a list of like three favorite movies that I I want to really knock out and um one of them is Pride and Prejudice like that has nothing to do with Christmas but I just adore that movie and so I'm going to try to take this in this time I'm going to take this period of being able to like rest and just enjoy myself and enjoy the things I love and enjoy like the drinks and food I love too so it doesn't have to be it, um I I there's a yabber I know there's like this one song that's really special to him and it's not necessarily explicitly Christmas but every like Christmas Eve he plays it and he enjoys it and he like relishes that moment and it doesn't it's not even necessarily it's kind of like a sad song too like if you want to feel sad on Christmas you can do that um, like make your own traditions and don't be like confined with what it or bound by or feel limited by what it looks like in the past or what it looks like to other people you can make it this Christmas, whatever you need to be. Um, and know that like, we all have access to hope and joy in this season, uh, because we're in Christ. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I love that. Making my own Christmas
0: traditions. That's something that I'm going to start thinking more about. It might be too late this year. Maybe not. Maybe I'll think about something Ah. that I can do this year, but I think I, I like the idea of making my own, uh, making my own traditions. Dawson, before we go, I wanted to tell this Christmas story because this was a Christmas tradition of long ago that is that is sadly no longer. But um, oh. in the town that I grew up, Langhorne, Pennsylvania, every Christmas Eve, Santa Claus, I think multiple Santas Claus, Santa's Claus, Santa clauses <laughs> I think multiples of them drive around on top of fire trucks around the city of Langhorne, mm-hmm. Pennsylvania on Christmas Eve and so you just hear constant sirens all night long it's kind of annoying but also kind of magical and haunting because there's sirens going off like at intervals like from 6 p.m to 9 p.m and santa is going around on top of a fire truck and he stops (laughs) in different neighborhoods and a bunch of families and kids will flock to a certain part of the neighborhood and he will come down from his fire truck with a big sack of presents and he will distribute presents to the kids in the neighborhood, like specifically for them. I experienced this as a child, um, and I had no idea how this worked. I think this is, there's a lot of fear embedded in this as the story unfolds, you will see. Um, Cause I didn't understand as a child, as a very like intuitive, trying to understand this world child. I was like, how does this man that I don't know, Who i'm pretty sure is not the real santa how does he know what i want for christmas how does he have a present with my name on it that he's going to give me yeah how does this how does this man who i've never met know what i want has a present that is specific to what i want with my name on it how does he just know all this and so i learned years later that yeah like the parents would bring up a present to the firehouse basically give it to them to then for a Santa to distribute to the kids on Christmas Eve. And so this big, this big operation that I do nothing about. And I was just, my family makes fun of me for this because like when, when Christmas Eve rolled around and it was time to go out to the street and meet Santa at the fire, at the fire, uh fire truck that pulled over. I was not about it. Like I did it once I think, and I was so freaked out about the whole process. And so I would, sit in the kitchen which overlooked our street and i would sit in the kitchen in a chair and just watch all the kids (laughs) going to santa receiving their presents because i was terrified of santa claus or whoever that santa imposter was who had a present for me um and so they would have to my parents would have to get my present from santa to come which is their present to (laughs) then give to me inside because i was too scared to go outside and be with santa for years so (laughs) this this was part of my childhood tradition. I look at it now with a lot of like, like I'm so I'm so proud to have a story like that that I was afraid of Santa Claus. Because uh, then, when I would visit, when I would visit Langhorn as an adult, like I loved that. I loved walking around the town, hearing the sirens. If we were so lucky, if we were so fortunate, we would see the fire truck go past while we were walking the streets of Langhorn on Christmas Eve, and we would wave to him, and it was just this big celebratory moment of seeing santa go by on a fire truck so so those are some fond wow. memories that i have of of my christmas upbringing and you know i hope never say never like i said earlier i hope i get to see santa on christmas eve on a fire truck in langhorn again someday <laughs> it might be it might be several years or many years who knows but um right. but i hope to see that and i hope to like recreate moments like that in Absolutely.
1: the future <laughs> yeah i hope you have a lot more stories like that to come in the future and. That is that's is so precious. I really appreciate you sharing that.
0: Dang. Yeah, I think Santa Santa was the first man I was ever afraid of. The first of, many. So, yeah, first of exactly <laughs> Santa has that to his honor. Yeah, uh, Dawson, it's so good to connect with you again. It's uh, so much fun to to
1: see your face and
0: to sh- share some survivor and Christmas stories alike.
1: It's always a joy for me, Tom. Seriously, really wonderful to see you. Thanks for talking with me about Christmas. One of my favorite things in the world. Yes. And a merry
0: February Christmas, too, to come. You, you're just getting started. Your Christmas season's
1: just beginning. It really is. So much more to come. That's <laughs> awesome.
0: Well, listeners, we hope you have a good Christmas. This is our last podcast of 2023. Um, oh. It's been a momentous year full of convo casts, the sexuality series, and so many things that we discussed this year, and so I'm looking forward to 2024 of just man a lot of new new things, new opportunities, new topics, new setups. I'm just excited for a lot of new things, to hopefully to come in 2024. So, so stay tuned. We'll be back in a few weeks. We'll we'll enjoy the the festivities of the Christmas and New Year's season here, and um, yeah, and then we'll be back in no time with another Convocast. So stay tuned for that. I hope everyone's Christmases, however complicated they may be. Um, yeah I hope you take some some moment in the, in the craziness if you have craziness coming this Christmas season to, to kind of recognize what, what it's all about not, not family not tradition not, um, not the, the complications that all of that brings but yeah just celebrating Jesus I think is a, is a great thing to come back to so I'm thankful for that yeah. alright brother thanks for joining me and y'all until we cast our next combo, happy new year Merry Christmas see you soon That picture you sent me is fantastic too. I love that. Was that from this year or previous years? What was
1: that? No, it was from a few years ago. Um, Okay.
0: You looked younger. I was going to say.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I'm old and wizened now. A lot of wizening happening Yeah, Truly. Uh, Two questions. One, what is the fancy Christmas behind you mean? Why is your Christmas fancy this year?
0: Oh yeah. We had, I'll save it for the podcast that's a good that's a good podcast always it's always good to like find stories that will encourage people to join us on patreon so that's that'll be a good plug for that yeah good question